We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Good morning. Good Monday morning. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Back on once again this Valentine's week with my co-host, Eric Yoon. Hey, Eric, buddy. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you too, Robert. Oh man! Thanks for reminding me of Valentine's week, I almost forgot. Yeah, Thursday. Remember? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't forget, man. Otherwise, uh, you'll be in the doghouse, even though you don't have a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so today's topic is uh, the third part. And I think it's the last part on the "What Prevents Business Growth" series, and today on um, going alone. And so what that means is many entrepreneurs are independent by nature. That's why they kind of go into business by themselves because they can't conform of a hard time, at least conforming to kind of a nine to five office type environment where they you know, have managers and owners above them. Uh, just reporting to other people in general, just because they're, they tend to be more creative anyway. Um, and, you know, usually working for somebody kind of limits that creativity and always see that sense of freedom and being able to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And so of course, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, that I mean it kind of makes sense in a lot of ways for for that when you kind of have that um, yeah, um, it's got that kind of aptitude. So, mm-hmm. uh, makes sense to be a business owner when you are you know more that creative and and, and that kind of type of person, but it also has limitations um, because you know going alone uh, works well as far as being a business owner, but that also carries with <laughs> with it some limitations, and a lot of that is. Um, you know, to be successful in business, you need to be able to work well with others anyway. So even though you may be the business, they work well with others in a lot of different areas. And so that's what we want to explore today uh, about going alone. That could be one of the issues of what's limiting the growth of your business. So anyways, any initial thoughts as we roll forward, uh, Eric? Um, Certainly, you know, obviously you um, you've kind of gone through this similar experience. You, you worked for somebody before with a, an ad agency and mm-hmm. now you're going alone. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we can talk a little about that, but, uh, welcome Eric. Mm-hmm. I just want to say let's welcome. And, um, what do you feel about this topic? Yeah, I think that it's probably, um, one of the hardest things for me was kind of forcing myself to let others in, um, in the process. And, um, but it's also one of the most helpful things was to get others included, um, you know, get others advice on different things and, you know, tell other people about my process and stuff like that. Um, I don't mind telling people about it, but then I think like I kind of bring in people to get advice from them and things like that is, um, was a little harder for me at first because I wanted, I had such a kind of like a strong idea of what I wanted to do mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh but so it was a little difficult but it was like the best thing for me was to get help from other people yeah. um that freed up a lot of time um and helped me see a lot of blind sides and things like that yeah 
Yeah, so certainly uh, giving advice, having good counsel around you, that's one aspect of, um, you know, kind of breaking that kind of going alone mentality. Um, mm-hmm. I think the theme, if you're anybody, everybody listening, if you just remember this one statement, I don't even know who came up with this, but it's a good one. But if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, the, uh, you know, flock of geese. Um, you know, even though they kind of fly in a V formation, uh, the, the geese at the point doesn't stay at the point for very long because they'll, they'll tire out. And so everybody behind them is very, pretty much drafting off of that, the, the goose in front of them. Um, so what yeah. they have to do is they kind of have to rotate. And so the, the lead goose then goes to the back and so they can rest because basically they kind of get pulled along with everybody else. And so that's kind of the imagery I love to, to use because even as a business owner, one, number one is you're not good at everything anyway. And so mm-hmm. you have good counsel around you to kind of show your blind spots because when you're going alone in business, you're doing everything for the marketing to the finance, the operations and all that. Um, but if you really want to grow the organization, one, not just having good counsel, but you're going to have to um, delegate out work somehow, whether it's yeah. paid to contractors or, or training or hiring and training up staff. Um, so there's a lot of aspects of what you need to do to grow the business and, and kind of get away from that kind of going alone mentality. And I think what mm-hmm. you, hit is, you point early on is that it's just, it's hard as the business owner to, um, listen to others, right? We, I just said that earlier is yeah. entrepreneurs tend to have a hard time listening to authority. <laughs> so that's why they go in business for themselves. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they still have to be willing to listen to others, um, people that are just more skilled at different aspects of business um, than they are. And like I said, not, we're not all yeah. great at everything anyway in business. We're usually really good at one aspect of the business, like for you, design. <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's really developing strategy, but there's all the finance piece and all the other pieces that go into running and growing a business um, that I'm not going to be as adept with. And so I need to figure out how to um, you know, delegate out that work. And so, you know, what that looks like is going to be different for different people, but that's going to key pieces is to figure out being willing to listen to counsel and then being willing to uh, hire out and delegate out work. Um, and certainly it's hard for, like you said, hard to kind of hear uh, when people are talking about your business and what you should do to improve. A lot of times it's hard to hear that because um, we're so uh, married to our ideas <laughs> you know, and so it's almost like yeah. you take criticism when people are you know giving you some advice, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what you felt uh, early on. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, certainly for me, yeah, I, I kind of my first full year in business, I definitely uh, was part of a mastermind group, and so um, people would show my blind spots. And it's interesting too, though. I don't know if this happened with you, Eric, but. A lot of the advice people gave about my business, uh, from the marketing to operations or whatever, I kind of already knew I needed to do, but for whatever reason, I just kind of put it aside. It's kind of non-important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll raise things up and you're like, all right, I guess I really need to address this, right? Because you, you kind of, yeah. and then you kind of keep moving. So I don't know if that, you had that similar experience. No, totally. And I think that's really like one of the main kind of uh, powers of strengths of having people around you and speak into because yeah, like you said, usually it wasn't some amazing idea, but it was just something about maybe the way they said it or the story they shared with it or the timing of it. 
where it's like, I don't know, something weird happens when you hear it from another person, like face to face, something that, you know, and, um, and then it like challenges you and it's like, Oh, you know, like this, this actually works. This is something really important. Mm -hmm. But I know that I have definitely learned that like just knowing something in my head and, um, kind of receiving that information through a conversation with someone is it's, it's like a whole different thing, but um, so yeah, it definitely helps. It's not always new information that you need. It's just which one to choose. It's really choosing the yeah. right classes, like the yeah. important one. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because it was funny you know, asking for advice, you know, <clears throat> on different issues of growing the business, and you know they say things, and you're like, yeah, I know. I've been thinking about that <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> Put it low on the priority yeah. list, and then when they raise it up, you're like, all right, I really need to focus on this. Right. Um, so yeah, hearing it for somebody else, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you hear advice from like your parents or maybe even your spouse, uh, when you hear from them, it's, you know, it's like, okay. But when you hear from other people, you're like, oh, <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe so you're so I, familiar with that voice in your head and from people, you know, so <laughs> exactly. You need to fresh. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, that's interesting. I never realized that, but it's so true. <laughs> yeah, because sure, sure uh, you've taken people's advice, and your wife is probably going, I "Told you the same thing." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I do that. I'm like, I told you that so many times. Why are you <laughs> exactly? And that was free advice. You paid some consultant like three hundred dollars an hour. <laughs> um, and so certainly, um, yeah, having good, you know good counsel around you. So whether it's free or paid, I think you need to kind of have a combination of two, have a, have a sense of uh, some free paid, some free paid, some free uh, counsel, whether it's a kind of a board of advisors, board of directors, or just people you kind of hang out with on a regular basis that you can, you trust whose opinions you trust. Um, And also Mm -hmm. paid ones. Sometimes uh, one of the issues with having uh, just a bunch of free advice around you is um, you don't often uh, heed those words of wisdom, even though they're, they're good words of advice. Yeah. But when you're paying somebody to do it, um, you're going to try and do it because, well, you paid this guy or person or lady yeah. uh, for the advice so you better make sure you go do something with it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, why, why pay? So sometimes, you know, uh, paying yeah. somebody for this advice um, is, is beneficial, not just because you're paying for it, but because you're more willing to do something with it. Because yeah, you don't want to take, like fold on your bed, like <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you know, having two what do you think about? Uh, because I feel like a lot of times people don't know um, how to expand, and I know like this is. I think I'm kind of in this situation too, but um, even before um, I, I got a designer, like I was in the situation, but. I feel like people don't know um, how to hire out contractor or whatever, or contract out or whatever it is, just because um, they don't know what they need until they have it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, what do you recommend for that? Like, it's like, how do you get, you know, even, you know, if, if the spot's not even there, if you don't really even have like the grid for it, mm-hmm. you know, before moving, yeah. acting on it. So that's a good question. I, I think it's, you know, mm-hmm. like choose how to choose the right, basic contractor in a sense. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know what you need before you need it. Okay. And and so it's whether you're going to be contracting on work or where you're going to be hiring work, the same process entails. It's like, what are you hiring for? 
right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, gonna say, I'm just going to say hiring just for the sake of simplicities because you're going to still as a contractor, you're still hiring them anyway. So whether you're going to hire them as a W-2 employee or hire them as a 1099, how do you figure out what type of person to look for? So this is the second uh, part of, you know, not going alone. So that we talked about first about getting good counsel around you. Now we need to, now we need to start talking about how to build up your team, in the business so that you can grow. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you're <clears throat> working by yourself, you're not going to grow past what you are capable of doing, right? Cause you only have so much capacity. Um, so now you got to start to hire people, whether it's contractors or, or W-2s, and you're going to have to start not just training them, but training them potentially for leadership so you can have managers yeah. as well, right? Because as you grow with employees, you need to have people to be able to manage them as well. So you're not managing everybody, right? So <clears throat> as far as what to, uh, how to contract out or how to find the right person to hire. So the first thing you need to do is make a list of all the things that you do, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then look at what are the things that you would love to just kind of um, delegate out. So you can yeah. concentrate on the one, two, or maybe three things that mm-hmm. the business that you're the best equipped to do and everything mm-hmm. else is like bookkeeping. Um, you know, what, what bookkeeping and administrative work, you know, okay, make a list of all the things you're, you're doing and then say, okay, I'm going to, I need to delegate those things out. So that creates almost like job descriptions of what you're right. And then you also need to think about, you know, really what is that, what is that key skill set that this person needs to bring to the table? So I'm going to give you an example of one of my clients is that they were putting together a marketing team um, and all basically of contractors. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and so, but we still, I still said, you still need somebody in house to manage these people because I didn't want the owner. Mm-hmm. So the owner already had um, some staff um, and he was thinking of hiring a, kind of a marketing director uh, for, the, um, uh, for the company. So I said, what you really need um, is a kind of a marketing coordinator, someone that's very organized and good community right. because they're going to be working with these different contractors and of course making sure mm-hmm. they're they, they're everybody, there's multiple contractors, so they gotta, we got to make sure that person, that marketing coordinator needs to make sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, all the different mm-hmm. contractors are on the same page, executing on what the company wants. So you need somebody that's really organized and a good communicator. Those are the top two things that I said you need. Mm-hmm. Marketing coordinator. So when we're hiring, when he's looking to hire a marketing director for the company, he was really looking at those two specific skill sets. Because a marketing director could be someone that's very creative, but may not be a good communicator. (laughs) Could be very good marketing, have a lot of good marketing ideas, but not necessarily a good communicator and not necessarily organized, right? So when when you're hiring, um, you know, someone to help you in marketing, you know, a subcontractor for you, you got to think of what do they, what do you really need? What is their top two skill sets they really, really need? Yeah. And so, um, you know, the, you need to have somebody that's probably um, also you might you might want somebody that's also a good communicator because they're going to be working independently. But you got to make sure yeah. you don't want to feel like okay, was well, doing the work? <laughs> you know, that's a good chicken. So, uh, you know, as you're interviewing these people, it's just like interviewing for a staff person. As you're interviewing a contractor, you know, yeah, creativity is great, but you probably want to look to see are they a good communicator. Yeah. Because I got to work with them. 
and I got to trust them. And so they're going to be working right. for me, but I need to, you know, have a sense of connection. Mm-hmm. So that's some of the things you got to, you want to, well, I want to pick up on is are they good communicator yeah. with me? Cause otherwise it's going to be, um, you know, tough <laughs> to, to work with. So there's a lot of yeah. good designers out there, but, and some of them are good communicators, some aren't. Right. So mm-hmm. for, yeah, everyone else, same thing is, you know, what are you hiring out? What is that top skill? What is the thing that you really want to make sure um, that they're really good at that's going to help you out? Um, yeah. So make a list of what, what you need or what make a list of the things that you're already doing that's kind of bogging you down and say, okay, I need to hire right. out. This. And then at the end of the day. I think that little, yeah, that little piece of advice is really good. How you didn't start with, um, what, what more do I need? But it's like, what am, what, a, what are we already doing that we can, um, you kind of just work internally first mm-hmm. and see, okay, what that I'm already doing, can we take care of first? I think that mm-hmm. really helps. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you think about, we need to bring someone in you to do a new thing. Yeah. But it's like, what are we already doing? That's not as efficient. Right. Hire out for that first. So we can really make this machine that we already have work really well. Mm-hmm. And then from there, maybe, Yep. You know, do more. So I, I think that's, that's really helpful for me. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're trying to bring people in and are much more skilled at doing things that you're mm-hmm. already doing or your team is. Right. So even, even internally with you know my client, they're already doing some marketing stuff. I said, look, you guys aren't that good at it. <laughs> and you're trying to do everything. And mm-hmm. so they wanted to hire, they wanted to specifically hire different like graphic designers and videographers in as, as, as W2 employees. And I said, no, you don't have enough mm-hmm. work for that. Um, and they're going to be too right. expensive to hire specialists in these different areas. So, no, let's let's contract these out. But then, in the in your uh, uh, your staff person, you know, what do they want to be good at? Because um, yeah, they need someone that's a good organizer, a good organizing communicator. So, yeah, basically, what you're doing yeah. is you're looking to hire people that are more skilled at what you're already doing. You and your team are already doing. That's good. Yeah. Um, and so those Very those two awesome. things, you know, having good counsel around you free and paid mm-hmm. and recommend having a combination of two because like I said, having too much free advice a lot of times um, goes in one ear out the other because it's free. <laughs> so you don't yeah. feel as, as uh, you don't feel that uh, as, as that um, important to, um, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of fulfill some of those, those pieces of advice, but when it's paid, it's a little bit different um, and then start yeah. to, you know, contract out or hire in, staff people to start really building out and start doing things better, more efficient, um, the types of work and activities that you're already doing. Right. So those are two things I think that'll really help grow a business, any business. And even, even sometimes beyond the strategy, um, Mm -hmm. because I've had a number of clients where they kind of create a nice strategy, but they don't have the right um, people in place to execute. And execution is a thing that's going to make it or break it anyway. So mm-hmm. sometimes even with a shoddy strategy, but if you have the right people in place, it can really, it can really do something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So any last parting thoughts as we sign off here? No, this is, yeah, that was good. All right. Really good. good. So, all right, everyone. Mm-hmm. Thanks again for listening to the purpose and profitability podcast. If you have any other business questions or topics that you'd like to hear, 
more about or about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability. So tune in next week as we go live once again. Thank you again for listening. Uh, this is Robert Fakui, and remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great Valentine's Day. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit PurposeAndProfit.com.